everybody welcome to this xbox life episode number 566 titled hashtag save save the world this is the show about xbox gaming anything else we feel like talking about at any particular time including such things as towels and um, appliances who knows who knows where we'll be led to today my name is rob also known as presar on xbox live and with me as always i got my good buddy mark hey everybody how you doing also known as wingman 709 just to mention real quick uh, we are not affiliated with microsoft or the xbox in any way this is a show being done by fans for fans of the xbox the views and opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of microsoft so with that being said Let's get on with the shoe. So what have you been playing lately? Oh, this, that, the other thing. Um, let's All right, see. I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did play a little Fortnite um, with the kids into the new season. Um, oh, that reminds me. That's why I got. Um, anyways, been playing a little of the new season of Fortnite um, I got back into Diablo 3. Nice. Bo down, my buddy down in Arizona's bugging me that I never played Diablo 3 with him. I'm like, dude, I've played this game. I played that campaign probably 800 times. Uh, mm-hmm. I bought it 17 different ways from Sunday. <laughs> I'm really holding out for Diablo Multiple 4. platforms. <laughs> exactly. You know, you have it on cassette, kinda... you have it on CD, you have it on 8 track. <laughs> So it's like I'm waiting for the uh, Diablo 4 release, which you know who knows when that's coming. But um, but we got in and we're playing. They did a they had an update here just like a week ago oh, wow. on that game, and I was like, why are they updating it? And I guess they put in some new new uh, armor sets for the Demon Hunter and the uh, Necromancer, which are my two favorite classes. Um, so that conned me. He conned me back into getting back into that. So we played a little of that, doing running some riffs and stuff. Um, th- let's see, what else did I play? I've played uh, some more Minecraft Dungeons. So the first DLC has come out for that. Um, it's interesting because so they they oh they they had a free one. So even if you didn't buy the hero pack, you still can unlock a new dungeon. And I think it's called the lower levels. I think lower or something um but yeah. you go into the desert you got to find uh you know a hidden area and then you unlock it like you go in there and then you can unlock this hidden world or this hidden level so that's available i did that and then you go in if you've got the dlc paid dlc um and if you are a game pass subscriber like myself the game was free but you can go buy the hero upgrade which is like 10 bucks and it basically gives you the deal as well. So the paid DLC. So there's the jungle is opened right now. And then there's another one like Winter Mountain or something coming later on in the year. But uh, so I went into this first one in the forest. It looks like it's going to be a lot like smaller, you know, from the look of it. Like, oh, it looks like there's only two areas to go through. But I'll tell you what, man, these levels are long. They really are long compared to what the first one was. Um, 
where you had a bunch of different areas to go in through. Um, and it just seems like a lot harder. There's new enemy types, a new world, some different things uh, that she can, there's some differences, a lot of new, uh, there's like whips, new weapons. There's a set of just apples to eat. There's like watermelon and there's different, uh, there's a new um, potion in the game that you can pick up as you're playing through, which boosts your defense. Um, so there's a lot of uh, new stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's well worth it. It's the, the level cap went from, I think, 108 to 112. So like the armor, I've got some armor and weapons now, 111, 112, um, which is really nice. Um, and I'm having fun with it. Uh, I haven't gotten through the first four. I got through the very first forest area. I did unlock another one. So I know there's at least three areas in the new DLC. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, it's a slog fest, man. It's, it's tough. So my recommendation is take some friends with you. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, let's see. I don't think I mentioned the Outer Worlds. I played a little bit more of the Outer Worlds. One thing I'm going to, my recommendation on this, um, dialogue is extremely important. <laughs> um, sometimes, like with Mass Effect, for, I was able to like sit there and listen to all the dialogue, and I was really kind of into it. This game doesn't have me hooked like that, and so I'm kind of like skipping through a lot of the dialogue. Well, that was a mistake because I got to a part where it kept telling me to go talk to this person to like progress in this mission. And I'm like, I kept talking to him all the dialogue tree was gone. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. So finally I was like, there was a safe in the room and I'm like, let me just hack this safe. Well, of course, all the people were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I got into a fight with them and ended up killing everybody, which canceled out that mission. Well, I don't know if it canceled it, but it was like, it, now then it came up and said, you're no longer able to pursue this because you killed the lady and you, you can't buy the item you needed off of her. And I was like, I was supposed to buy something from her. <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh, I should have been paying attention when I'm going through all these dialogues and accepting missions. So uh, note to self, pay attention. <laughs> but sometimes I get bogged down in these dialogue trees and I'm like, I just want to go fight. I just want to shoot something. I don't want to sit here and listen to 20 minutes of dialogue, but uh, still a fun game. Still reminds me of Mass Effect. Um, and I like it. So, all right. Then it comes to the last thing. You still there, Rob? It's awful quiet. Yeah, I'm here. Here. I'm here. Okay. Awful quiet. Um, so I got a new, I got a new toy today, Rob. And, uh, that's something I said I was never going to get into. And I'm really not sure why I got this, except for this one game. I really, ever since I saw the trailer for Vader Immortal, I've been wanting to get an Oculus Quest. Um, okay. And I remember, I think it was the beginning of the year that I was like, all right, I'm going to finally get one. Well, you couldn't get them. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, everything was like, oh, they'll be out in July or something. And I'm like, oh, forget it. So I was like, okay, I've moved past it. Well, I was like last week, end of last week, I was like, 
wonder if wonder if those are in stock now. And I went and looked, and they're like, yeah, it'll be you know be delivered like on July 10th. I'm like, okay, well that's like two weeks, two weeks of waiting. So I'm like, I'll just order it. Well, it showed up like a week early. Like I got it today, so I got it like what eight days early. <laughs> so it showed up, and I of course immediately had to start playing with it. And um, Vader Immortal was the first thing I got. And I started to play that thing, and um, it's there's I I'm if I'm new to this, so I'm gonna leave my impressions, you know, till I get some more time with the system. But I struggled getting it. I I doesn't seem to even though you can wear glasses with it, it doesn't fit right. So I had to take my glasses off to really try to get it to fit where I could see and trying to get everything lined up so that it's not blurry Mm -hmm. is not the easiest thing. I will tell you that I've, I've been struggling with that and I'm constantly, even as I'm playing, trying to readjust it. Um, Maybe I just need to strap it down even tighter. um, So that makes my head explode or something. I don't know, but um, Vader immortal. I would, (laughs) I was, Thoroughly impressed. Um, well, let me let me start out this way. So the thing, I got the thing plugged in um, to the power outlet so that it could do its update. And I was installing the, the app on my phone and doing the connection so that I can, like, go to the app and, like, oh, I want to buy this game. And then it'll, it'll already be there in the library. And then I can just install it when I'm on my headset. But... So I was doing that, looking through what was available, and I bought that, and I bought Beat Saber, which I haven't tried yet. Um, and then I was looking for some, like, I like, I always like the idea of, like, I want to see these VR videos that, like, you're, like, I did one where I was standing at the top of Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. It was, like, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, or I didn't, you know, it was just kind of watching it. It was more of, like, it, you know, it was a video, and this guy was... This guy is like some kind of photographer. He's been a professional photographer uh, and climber for like 30 some years or something. And so it was kind of like a documentary, but they had, you know, filmed at the top of Mount Everest and in different areas on that mountain. And it was so cool. Like all, you know, as it's going through and he's talking, you see him, you know, live talking to other people and you can just look around. Like it is so cool because it's like you, it really is really neat and and it looked amazing um and then uh, i went in and did um what else did i do while vader was installing i went and did this um there was like a quest venue or oculus venue so you can like see live events so it looked like it oh was yeah kind of like in a theater yeah but i'm familiar was, with that okay so they have yeah, it on the like, gear vr Okay, so it was like some kind of aquarium thing, but it, I felt like I was like at a big IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then there was, you could look around and there's live people there and they're like, you know, waving at you and you can hear them talking if, if your mic's unmuted and, or if you unmute your mic, you're, you know, you can talk to them. And it's like a chat in a theater. It was kind of weird. Um, I didn't stay into that very long. I'm like, this is dumb. Um, it's not what I thought it was because it was like some aquarium thing. But I didn't, it's like, I went to see that, not to be in like a chat room. Um, so that wasn't, so that Everest thing was more of what I was looking for. So 
I'm going to try to find some more things like, now, like I've been to the Eiffel Tower and stuff, but like going to places or seeing like maybe someone, maybe if there's like a video, a VR video of someone at the Great Wall of China or at um, uh, Stonehenge or, you know, I want to see those things and be able to stand there and look around at places I've not been to, sure. you know, or walking down the streets of, I don't know, Barcelona or something. I, I just think that those types of things might be really interesting to to partake of and, or to see. Um, so then I got the Vader. So I installed that. Again, I spent a lot of time like trying to figure out how to use the system. Um, and up to this point, you know, I kept having to turn and I, I still knew where I was in my office. Like I knew where, which way I was facing. And I, I kind of was like, and I set up the little guardian thing, which really works great. So it's like, if you get, you outline like your, your playing space, and then if you get too close to that, it puts up like a, like, you know, like when you get to the end of a level or something, it puts that cross hatching up. It lets you know, hey, you're at the your boundary, you need to stop, you know. So it, it, mm -hmm. it overlays it in your game or whatnot to make sure that you don't hit something or, um, and that it works really well. Um, and it was interesting because several times I was like, oh, oh, I need to move or, you know, then I'd have to look down and like it would show you your play space. I was like, okay, I'm. How did I get over here? But um, so I went into Vader Immortal, and this this thing is really really neat. Um, it, it's really cool so far. Because um, that one was free, right? No, no, it's so not. I thought free. it was free for a while. Uh, maybe for a while, but I paid like yeah. ten bucks for it. Okay. Um, and it's. I think there's. My understanding is there's going to be like three parts to it. So this is just the first part. Um, and so it's a story and you're like, I'm on this ship. And now there was a, there was a glitch right at the very beginning, uh, a bug in the game, if you will, um, or, or it's not a typo, but an audio error. Where, so the late, this, your, your co-pilot robot is like, okay, we need to, we're going to do this. So hit the, hit the hyperspace switches or whatever. And she's like, they're on your right. So I looked to my right and there's like, the only thing I see is like a button and I keep trying to press it. And it doesn't do anything, and she keeps telling me. And then finally, I'm like, I look over to my left, and I see a bunch of switches. So I start flipping them, and they actually did something. And then she goes, ah, there we go. I'm like, you said it was on the right, lady. It was on my left. Your <laughs> other right. It doesn't It doesn't help when the game is directing you to the wrong side. But um, so then, you know, and I'm trying to get used to, like, so you see your hand, and it's wearing, like, this leather glove that looks like it fits right in the star Wars. so that's kind of cool i kind of keep looking at my hand um but then trying to like i'm trying to learn how to grip you know you're supposed to grip the the, the throttle and push it all the way forward to go into hyperspace and and the ship you're standing there at the front of the ship so you're standing you're not in a seat you're just standing in this console and then like the, the, the part of the floor in front of you is is glass so like the floor and in, in front and then above you and then to your sides is all glass. So it's kind of cool. you got a really good view. Uh, so you jump into hyperspace and then she, you know, you're directed to go, oh, well, it's going to take us a while. I got to work on some things. So you, she's like, your co-pilot tells you to go check some gear, some things that you've picked up. So you move back to the back and you're, you're looking and you're able to grab like a helmet and different things that you have picked up because you're like some kind of, um, smuggler 
Um, and then then you go to, back towards the to the front, and about halfway, your co-pilot's robots working on something, and it's like, oh, we got a we got some problems. So you you do these things and with your hands to run scans and, and manipulate things to to do stuff on the ship, and it was pretty cool. It was it was neat. It wasn't you know it's like oh it was more of like getting used to using your hands and but it was still really neat and it, it's sure you know, a, a challenge like okay i gotta i gotta use this finger to grip like and then this one to so trying to learn how to do it um and then all of a sudden like you come out of hyperspace so it's like you move back forward and we're standing there and your co-pilot's like why is this happening we shouldn't be in this she's like oh something's pulled us out and i'm just kind of looking around and i'm like oh we're over a planet or something you know and then i look up and I see the beginning of a Star Destroyer. And I just standing there looking up, which is kind of funny to think about it. Cause like if my kids walk in, they just see dad staring at the ceiling. Um, like, what are you doing? You know, but like, and then it just kept coming and getting bigger and bigger. And I was just sitting there and I was like, whoa. And I remember saying it out loud. Like that is so cool. I'm sitting here talking to myself and I'm like, this is awesome. This is so cool. And then, these TIE fighters are coming streaming by and there's one on each side of the ship and I'm looking out the windows at them and, uh, you know, and then we end up have going down to the planet and into this base and we get, you know, uh, so the stormtroopers are coming on and then they, they break through as we're trying to hide what we're, what we're smuggling. Um, they break through and the stormtroopers come rushing in and guns drawn. And it was interesting because I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I realized like, like my heart's pounding and I'm like, well, this is just a game. But like, I was like still having like my body or whatever, still reacting to it in a way as if it was almost real. Sure. It's immersive. Which, which was, re- yeah, it was really interesting. And then even when like Vader came on the first one, I was like, oh, you know, and I was like, it's just a game. Why, you know, it's just a game. <laughs> I think. But it was maybe, but there was that like trepidation or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like you know it's a game, but it was so cool. And it was a little not it wasn't scary, but it was like a little like, whoa, stormtroopers are busting in and coming at me with guns and <laughs> it was more than playing like Battlefield. Or I mean, uh, Battlefront, you know, it, it was, yeah, like my body was actually having a reaction to it, which was weird. Wow. So, yeah, it was just like the heart's pounding and it's like, this is cool. <laughs> so uh, the, my only thoughts when Vader walked in later was, uh, um, I, I, my first thought was I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> nice. Because he was barely taller than me in the game. And I was like, dude, this guy should be like seven feet tall. You know, it's like you get that from the movies, like that he's tall, but in the game, he's, you know, maybe six, one. <laughs> I mean, I'm six foot. So he was basically like, it was almost like looking at him eye to eye. So uh, that was uh, interesting. That was kind of funny, the, the thought I had, but I was like looking at his, his uniform and everything. And I was like, this looks so good. It really did. And then later on, I got a chance. I got my, I got a lightsaber and got to battle this droid. Uh, and that trained you. It actually goes, oh, this is a training simulation. So it trains you how to use your lightsaber. Um, so, and you get another tool to use in the game. And um, 
so it was pretty cool. And then at one point, we had to the robot and I we were escaping or trying we're trying to escape right now. So you get out, and at one point you had to climb like up these ladders, and that was like really real too because it was weird because like you're grabbing, you know, I'm sitting there grabbing these ladders and actually having to move my arms up and down like I would like I would be if I was walking up a ladder. And it's like it, it was really weird like the sensation I got like when that when it started to move. Like the way that screen moved when I was doing those movements, you know, it's like, whoa, it's like it it really did kind of give you that impression of like realism, uh, which was really kind of neat. Um, and almost like then when I got to the top and like at one point the robot said something, don't look down. And of course I looked down and I looked over the edge where we just climbed and I was like, whoa, you know, and it almost kind of made me like a little dizzy. I was like, ooh, that's weird, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's just a computer image. It's not sure. there, but it gave me the feeling like I was high, you know, up this ladder. It's like, it, it was like that normal thing that would happen if I was really on a ladder and looking back. Sure. I was like, this is crazy. Uh, so um, I got to a point of the game shortly after that where the game actually glitched. And I'm hoping that when I go back to try it again, that it fixes itself. Otherwise, I might have to restart this thing. But, like, I had to climb up the side of of these pipes on the outside of the building. And I grab a pipe and start climbing, and it falls back. And I I had to grab onto another pipe quick. And then your robot's like, give me your arm. And so I grab the arm, and she pulls you up. But I can't, like, it didn't let go. So now it's like I got to go over to hit a switch, but I can't because she's holding on to me. And it's like, well, let go. Like, I'm not holding her hand. Like, I've hit the buttons. And, like, it won't let me go from the robot, so I can't walk away from her to go hit the switch. So I quit the game. I'm hoping when I come back that it'll start me at a maybe a spot right before that or it'll start me there without her hanging on to me. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. But um, really neat. And it looked, the game looks really, and I know it's like, you know, the Quest is a completely wireless option, so you don't have wires. I did have the power cord hooked in because I had just gotten it, so it was only, like, half charged. So um, I did end up pulling it out of the wall. By the time I was done, I was like, oh, it's not even plugged in anymore because <laughs> I had wrapped myself around it a couple of times. So it'll be nice to play it. And I want to move out into my family room or you know, where I've got a lot of space. Sure. Uh, in my office, it's a little – it's not the required space, but it works. But I want to not hit that, you know, that magic wall every as as often. Um, now the cool thing about this Quest is, I can plug this in with a USB cable. I've just got to go get the, I got to find out which kind of cable it is that. But I can plug it into my PC, and then it's supposed to in, improve the visuals, and it'll yep. expand the library even more than mm-hmm. what the quest has by itself because it's a you know so but like even not plugged into the pc the game looked really good i yeah, was tethered is supposed it. to be better yeah yeah so but that's why i like this one because it's like i kind of want i don't want to have cables and be tethered because now i can go and play up in the family room where i've got lots of room and you know even if i can let my kids play i can sit there on the couch and watch them uh you know and then not leave them unattended with this expensive piece of hardware. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to have my little guy try it out later. 
So he'll be excited to do that. <laughs> nice. So, um, so next will be next week uh, when we record. I will talk about Beat Saber because I'm going to try that one. I I have a bad feeling that thing's just going to be too quick for me. I've watched videos and I'm just like, how can you tell? Like maybe it's better when it's on. It might be more obvious which way you got to move right. your your hands in the right direction to the music. So looking forward to trying that out. Yeah, I'd be curious to see like you trying like one of those. Uh like roller coaster rides or in the F-16. Yeah, I want to do there's, stuff there's like that. I want to find those. Yeah. So feel free if anybody uh, wants to on the Facebook group, you can just, you know, shoot me some uh, suggestions of mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'll try it out. I'm yeah, looking I, for I, those types of things. I'd really be curious to see if, if they're okay for you or if you get any like nausea as well or well i will say this i i had the thing on for about an hour and a half and i had a i had a pretty wicked headache by the time i took it off okay i was just like oh i had like so i might only be able to do this in little bits Mm -hmm. you know and maybe it's because i had my glasses off that, could be that eye strain because that yeah more additional eye strain on top of it but i gotta try to figure out there is a little like a plastic thing in it that's supposed and i i gotta figure out where it tells me what that does but it's supposed to be some kind of thing that goes around there for additional comfort or something that's just a hard piece of plastic i'm like that's not going to make it comfortable but it's something to do with helping the mask fit better maybe it's a spacer for that will help with uh, glasses or something. I just got to find out about it. So I'll read up on it and see what it says. Cool. That's what I played. How about you? Um, let's see. I did a little bit of Fortnite. Uh, let's see early this week or maybe it was this weekend. And that was the, uh, save the world started playing a bunch of the games. It was nice to get back into it. And I also did some Minecraft dungeons um also got uh, the new dlc and uh I, I know i mentioned this to you i think it was today mark where i had some issues with minecraft dungeons where i lost my save i guess but uh thankfully it wasn't like the whole thing and i had to start from scratch i mean i lost a fair amount of progression this was after the update so this would have been what on the 30th so tuesday maybe that it happened yeah. sometime Tuesday into Wednesday. Uh, I, so I, I got the update and then actually unlocked that desert hidden area. Um, played a little bit of that one a couple of times. Cause it's a, that area that unlocks like lower, whatever lower levels or something like that. I think you had said it's a pretty good chest farm. Right. Uh, where you can actually get, I think it's like close to 10 gold chests um, throughout the level, um, especially in that area where you go through that like little gate into like uh, a secondary area. That's where most of them are. And uh, I think sometimes in that one, an obsidian chest spawns also, but I can't remember if that was it or not. Uh, in, in order to get that, you go into the. You go into the desert area 
into this one area and where the scroll is now that used to be a chest before because i remember playing that level and so what they did is they replaced the level the chest in that level with a scroll so that unlocks a hidden area but uh now mark you and i tried to play yesterday and they're doing something now and it really scales the difficulty like we were trying to finish <laughs> the obsidian whatever pinnacle something like that that's where the illager is and it was the apocalypse so it was the apocalypse the hardest one which i think is level seven or something like that yeah is what we we're trying to play and i've been playing it all week i can't get past it solo so uh mark joined me and um uh, we got it. Well, we got to the Illager with one life left, and then we just got annihilated. Um, so the difficulty is ramped up. Oh, and when I lost my stuff, I lost some progression. I lost weapons. I lost money. And I'm pretty sure I lost a couple of levels. So that kind of sucked. But, you know, all it means is just play some more, play like an hour or two, and you get back to where I was. So that kind of stunk. But, I'm half tempted to do the Elojer thing uh, on the easy level just to get past it. <laughs> it's like, forget the whatever gains you might get by getting like high level stuff. Just get past it to say that it's done. Yo. But um, yeah, so uh, played Minecraft Dungeons. Um, I want to get back to Fortnite. Uh, some developments came. Uh, but I, I just want to mention something else real quick. And uh, uh, I forgot to mention it uh, the other day, but uh, I figured I'd talk about it now. This is so, you know, most of us use rechargeable batteries, right? Yeah. For our controllers. And uh, there's various solutions. Different companies make them. And, you know, Energizer has some, Duracell, I think, has some, you know, various other uh, companies that make add-ons for all the consoles have batteries you know there's various kinds from these battery packs that go under the compartment i've got one in my hand i forgot who makes it but uh it's like the cover and the batteries all one piece so you basically slide the cover the old cover off and then you slide this whole cover and battery all in one pack you just slide that in and then it also has contacts on it so you could drop it into a charger it's got the you know micro usb connector on it as well like a lot of them do but uh, uh i've been having various levels of success with these and so i started researching battery options and uh i stumbled upon something which uh some folks are using for the cameras and that's the eneloop uh, systems from Sanyo or Panasonic might have been Panasonic and now it's Sanyo because I know one company bought the other. And um, so the Enna loops are really solid rechargeable batteries. They've been out for like 15 years, I want to say. And I've used them in the past. Uh, just and I picked up a charger and, and pack at Costco like years ago, probably a dozen years ago. And the batteries have worked really well over uh over time but i sort of forgot about them and you know now looking back into it the enna loops have 
uh, the regular Eneloops, and they also have a pro variety, which a lot of the photographer folks use or photography people use. Uh, they seem to be really popular in the cameras and also the flash units because the flash units just chew up batteries. You know, that's the standalone flash units for the SLRs and such. So the Eneloops have uh, uh, quite a bit of, uh, you know, storage within them. They're very solid batteries and the pros take it up another notch as well. So the pros are 2450 uh, milliamp hours. So each battery is 2450 MAH. If you look on like your phones and rechargeable batteries, you usually see some kind of designator as to, um, you know, its storage capacity. Uh, But, you know, as great as that is, uh, the caveat with the, and a loop batteries is that they're expensive. It's $20 for a pack of four batteries. So it's five bucks each. But if you think about it, the rechargeable batteries that we buy, they're not cheap either. Yeah. Right. You know, it's $20, $30 for a rechargeable kit, usually two packs and then the charger base. Now this is where Ikea comes in. So Ikea has a battery pack that they sell. It's uh, Lada, L-A-D-D-A is the uh, battery pack uh, or the, the battery style that they have. It's uh, 2,450 uh, milliamp hours, just like the Eneloops. And I saw some videos where they were actually comparing these to the uh, Eneloops and apparently what happened is so i forget who it was sanyo or or panasonic that did the eneloops they at some so originally let's say it was panasonic and sanyo bought them uh sanyo then moved the eneloop production to china and the pro production stayed in japan originally they were all in japan Well, these batteries for Ikea are made in Japan, just like the Eneloops. So Eneloop apparently makes these batteries for Ikea and just puts them under the, you know, Ikea, Lada, L-A-D-D-A brand. Now, the awesome thing is it's like $6.99, I think. It's either $6 or $7 for a pack of four. So that is phenomenal. So if you think about it, if you throw two of these bad boys, you have almost 5,000 milliamp hours. You have like 20, no, it's what, 4,900. Yeah, 4,900 milliamp hours. In looking at my battery pack that I've got, it's 1,200 for the whole thing. So two of these lot of batteries are the equivalent of four of my battery packs. So you would think four times the life. So definitely check these out. Uh, Seven bucks for a pack of four at Ikea is a pretty darn cheap. I picked up a couple packs of actually three packs because I want to load up all my controllers and then have four that are always spare 
on standby in the charger and I'm going to use my charger from before. But the one thing that I noticed is that uh, Ikea did not have uh, any chargers, zero. They were totally sold out. I don't know if it's because of the whole COVID thing, but uh, you know, just looking online, they said that they were going to like show up in the stores like late October. So it's, it's uh, crazy um what they have but it looks like uh, most any charger quality charger will charge these things so if you're looking for a charging solution and you want to try something a little bit different uh definitely look into these batteries because they have a phenomenal and awesome amount of capacity you know almost 5000 milliamp hours uh you got a link a, that in a facebook group on a single charge yeah yeah i can throw it i'll, I'll throw the link to ikea you know, hopefully you have an Ikea nearby and uh, you can always try, of course, the Eneloop legit Eneloop Pro batteries, which are on 20 bucks for for four of them. But uh, you, know, you can definitely get a lot more if you go for the Ikea. And I personally don't mind switching out batteries. That's almost more convenient than throwing it on a charger because like the chargers that I have, I usually have to take out the uh, uh, headset adapter because I usually use the headset adapter as opposed to just going straight into the controller. So it's like, you know, the battery's getting low. Then you got to pull out the headset adapter. You got to throw in a charger. Hopefully you didn't want to play a game when the batteries died. So at least here, you know, even if your batteries do go low, you know, you just pop off the cover, pull out the two double A's, double A, lot of batteries put in two others and boom, you're off to the races. So I thought I'd uh, throw that out as kind of an interesting quick tip. And if you're looking for an alternate charging solution, you might want to give us a try. So uh, I'll report back as to how things are working after a couple of weeks or in a month or two after I've gone through a couple of charge cycles on these. And I would actually be, I'm actually curious to see how long these go in comparison to the rechargeables because the rechargeables to me don't seem to last very long as a whole. They always seem to go out very quickly or at least pop up that alert. All right. Now, Fortnite, save, save the world. Hashtag save, save the world is a thing that's been trending uh, as of this week, unfortunately. And uh, on Tuesday, uh, Epic Games released the news that Fortnite was coming out of early access, preview, beta, whatever you want to call it. And... One of the big things that we were waiting for a very long time, probably for at least the last two years, there were rumors of Save the World going free, opening it up to a world of gamers, you know, a flood of new people coming into the game. Because prior to that, uh, Save the World was, uh, you know, you had to pay for it. Essentially, it was meant to be free to play. That's what they would always advertised, even before the game release. It was supposed to be free to play. Well, you buy into the game buying founders packs there were three different levels and you basically got a jump start on the game you got exclusive items and evolution materials and heroes and all that good stuff that uh you know were going to be unique to the founders and you know life was going to be good well they announced that the game was coming finally out of early access and it was going to be premium. It was not going into um, uh, free-to-play. Uh, they also announced a couple more things. They announced that uh, the 
storyline for Save the World is complete, which a lot of people are having issues with because uh, out of the four biomes in the game, the fourth one uh, still did not have any story whatsoever. But uh, they are leaving it as is. They are not adding to that story whatsoever. They're labeling it as complete. Um, they also announced that the content for the game will uh, slow down. This is another sore point for a lot of folks because they're saying that the content has been pretty slow to begin with. And uh, a lot of folks are really, you know, not having high hopes for the game right now. They're feeling that Epic has abandoned Save the World for Battle Royale because Battle Royale is the cash cow. A lot of people are, you know, throwing money it's into better. the. It's what? It's better. It's different. Admit it. <laughs> it's different. Uh, so you know that is their cash cow, and uh, there's been talk for a long time about you know you can get V bucks, a fair amount of V bucks for free. I'll say air quote free and save the world, but people aren't using them and save the world. They are spending them in battle Royale. They're not using them on llamas and, and so forth and save the world, which is what they those free V bucks were really meant for. And, and there was speculation. I think I talked about this last week about there being a battle Royale that was coming out. So there was all this stuff. They, they kept saying that, you know, we're going to have a big announcement, you know, stay tuned. You know, we don't want to hype it up too much. And they basically said, you know, it's not free. We're going to slow down content for it. And uh, another thing that they said was that, so they just added lockers and stuff to save the world. So you can use your dances, your, your emotes, you can use your skins from battle Royale in, in save the world. And they all, they just announced on Tuesday that that functionality was sort of going to be retired. And in the future, not all the skins will work between all the systems, which is so it's weird. It's like, it's like they almost made a decision to change the whole direction of the game. Um, and we don't really know what that direction is going to be yet, but it does not look good. As for all the folks that were founders of the game, um, kind of as a thank you, they up-leveled everybody one level. So if you were the original level and the $40 buy-in, you got bumped up to the next level the mid-level got bumped up to the highest tier. And if you're in if you're in the highest tier, which I think was spending 150, that's the ultimate pack, you got eight thousand V-Bucks, which is equivalent of eighty dollars worth of V-Bucks. And you got the new entry level pack, which is like metal team leader pack. No, so what didn't. they're what? No, I didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. But we'll Thanks, we'll see what happens Mike. with that. Maybe they'll do <laughs> corrections. Or something because i bet that that probably happened to a lot of people but what uh what they did now that it's premium is that you have the metal team leader pack for 20 or 25 dollars i forgot what it was that was your entry level into the game you got a metal team leader skin slash character a bunch of evolution materials and you got save the world so I think that uh, they're changing um, the whole gist of the game. They're finding, so th this, is, this is my synopsis. I thought about it last couple of days, thought about it this evening, and 
I was kind of wondering what I was going to say on the show here. And so th- this is my synopsis of what I think is happening. So they had Save the World, uh, which was an amazing like collection slash um, resource gathering um, like uh, third person game. And they developed it for some time. They saw the success of Battle Royale and they found that they just benefited so much from all the people just buying cosmetics that over the time they reduced the resources on the programming side. That's been evident. That's been talked about for like at least the last two years. Content has slowed down on Save the World. And what they're doing now is totally shifting the focus of the game. And I think this is primarily money related because they're not getting the buy-in. The people are not buying V-Bucks to spend it in Save the World. So it's not generating the revenue outside of the original buy-in into the game. And they announced that they're going to be doing something called uh, Ventures, which would, to me, is sounding like the Save the World version of a Battle Pass. So I'm speculating that there's going to be some kind of buy-in to this Battle Pass Ventures. Uh, it's The whole Ventures thing is going to be detached from the seasons of Battle Royale, from what they're saying. So right now the seasons are tied together. When one changes, the other changes. But so now the Save the World season is going to be different. It's probably going to be longer, and there's going to be a buy-in. So they're changing the game so that they can have a revenue stream. It still remains to be seen as to what's going to happen with Save the World Ventures. Is it a well-thought-out, fun way to do it? Is it going to be a nice change from what people have been experiencing over the last three years? We'll see. The levels right now cap out at 140 for characters. Um, The uh, equipment goes to, what, 106, I think. And they also talked about doing some changes to that so things can level up even higher uh, within the seasons, within the ventures. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe not. Uh, it's very disappointing from the aspect of a longtime Save the World player that the story is complete um, when for the long time it really hasn't. Like we've been expecting. So they, there's Stonewood, Plankerton, Canny Valley. Those all have storylines with the Storm King ending in, um, in Canny Valley. And then Twine Peaks was the fourth level that they added. We were always expecting a storyline to come to that. I'm pretty sure that they talked about, you know, that at some point. I vaguely remember, but now I can't say for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they talked about, you know, adding content for that. It never came. And here we are <laughs> with an uncertain future. I'm going to try to be optimistic that the whole ventures thing is going to be a nice change. We can kind of move on from the game as it was from like uh, two, three years ago and 
have something a little bit different. But uh, yeah, right now, hashtag save, save the world is trending. That's the thing that everybody's pushing. Basically let Epic know that, you know, there are people that enjoy save the world and um, they don't want them to kill it. But in the end, it doesn't matter how good a game is. Cat, you know, the mighty dollar, dollar, dinar, drachma, whatever, ruble, that's what talks, right? Converted into V-Bucks, and then that's how they make their billions of dollars a year, basically peddling virtual goods. You know, I was actually thinking, Mark, about how, you know, folks are like just dropping tons of money in this game. And I know you and I, we, we've bought stuff, but I mean, there's no, people. we never yeah, have. Yeah, there's people, I mean, that have, or, I mean, mainly kids, but, uh, you know, outside of that as well, there's people that have just dropped so much money on this game. And it's all cosmetics, right? It's all cosmetics. It doesn't do anything to really affect the game. And, you know, at some point it can go away right yeah. when they decide to shut down the servers or Again, whatever that that's and, a and you're not you're left with nothing yeah oh were you gonna say something or no it's just yeah. i think that's gonna be an interesting thing when that happens because it is going to happen at some point yeah oh absolutely and you know i i even see my son you know, he's liking some of the things, you know, he has to have it. And I, I see the appeal, you know, it's like the latest skin. And especially if you watch all the YouTubers and you talk to, you know, he talks to his friends, you know, they all are like, oh, this thing's awesome. And then one gets it, then the rest have to get it. And literally 24 hours later, nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, some of these aren't cheap. They're 20 bucks. That's yeah. one third of a triple A title, right? 60 bucks. And, you know, it's, I, I kind of laugh about it a little bit because, you know, people are, you know, thinking that like some games are expensive, you know, $60 is expensive for like the regular game. And then, you know, $89 for the deluxe version you know, limited edition, 120. That's so much money, yet people drop that in a week for cosmetics in this game. I'm sure there's there's some people out there that probably buy everything. You know, everything new in the store. I know YouTubers do that, but I see it for them. It's a business expense, you know, because right. they, ha they have to have it and then they show it on their stream, but they get that money back in terms of, revenue from from the streams and the videos and all but uh yeah we'll, we'll see what happens to save save the world hopefully maybe it'll let, let's just say i'm going to keep my fingers crossed and say maybe the old game has gotten stale and this is going to be the much needed shift do you think i'll believe that <laughs> if i keep saying it <laughs> that it, that I'll believe it eventually. No. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So, <laughs> poor save the world, the game that Mark used to like at one time. 
been a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it definitely is a lot of fun. But uh, we shall see what happens to it. All right, that's that's enough jibba-jabbing. We've been talking almost an hour about uh, this stuff, and we haven't gotten even into the main stories. <laughs> so let's get rolling. You, you good to start talking yes. about stuff? Yes. Yes, please. All right, All right my friend. All right, so uh, first up, uh, there's been a little bit of Series S, not X, Series S, um, information that's been leaking. And, uh, you know, how much of it is totally legit remains to be seen. But uh, the Series X, uh, I'm sorry, the Series S is the console that is currently known as Lockhart. You know, everything's got to have its code name. You know, we had Natal, Anaconda, Lockhart. You know, that's a couple of names that they had before. I don't remember what some of the earlier consoles were. It's escaping me right now. But Lockhart is the Series S console. That's the second console. Apparently, it's going to be cheaper. Um, and it's going to be revealed supposedly in August. So that's something that's been kicked around now for a little bit. But the latest rumor mill on this thing uh, just uh, happened, I believe, today or yesterday. And that's that uh, there was uh, a guy from The Verge that dropped some um, Twitter news, uh, basically said just dropped in to say 20 CUs. And the speculation is that 20 compute units is what's going to be in the Series S uh, graphics system. So if we look at the Series X, that one's supposed to have 40, what was it, 42, I think? Let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, so it's 40 compute units on the One X. And I thought the S was supposed to be greater. I'm sorry. The One X is 40. And okay. the Series X was supposed to be more than that. I would hope so. Yeah. So the speculation now is that the Lockhart might not be even as powerful as the current Xbox One X. So the thing is, so I have heard so many different stories around this. Mm -hmm. um, I, in fact, I just saw a thing today about it that like on the like kind of one the data that you're giving it yeah the xbox one x would be more powerful than the series s but the architecture of the new boxes is different brings benefits where the s actually will outperform the x the one x <laughs> it's getting hard is, to is it, it hard it, to say <laughs> yes it I, is i keep having to correct myself yeah we just need to call it the one the s and the x or just call it lockhart anaconda 
Just use yeah. code names. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, here's the thing. I think there's a lot, a lot of speculation going on. And I think we really need to wait till August when Microsoft actually says what it is and what it can do before we start drawing conclusions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do. I just think it's there's we don't know enough yet. No, we don't. And that's why when we hear these rumors, we got to treat them as such and kind of wait and see. Yeah. Right. So, you know, for all we know, uh, for all we know, you know, 20 CUs might be something else as well, but uh, it would be interesting to see if it actually is that console, the Lockhart system. Right. But anyway, so we'll, We'll see what happens with all that stuff. Um, another little interesting tidbit is uh, the Fable trademark got renewed. So Microsoft uh, renewed its trademark for the RPG uh, Fable series with the intent to use designator, indicator, whatever you want to call it. Um. So according to this intent to use filing status, Microsoft has to prove that it has the intention to use the mark in commerce within the next six months or file an extension. So the filing was made on June 26th. Uh, That takes it out, what, until the end of the year, approximately? Yep. And... uh, We'll see what happens with this. You know, maybe they'll come out with some kind of bundle or something, you know, of all the games packed in together or doesn't necessarily mean that a new game will come out because the latest game, what, uh, Fable Legends? Was that it? Yeah, it was canceled. It was in beta for a long time, but I think it had two beta sessions and then uh, they canceled it all. Yeah, like right when it went gold. Yeah, like right when a, it, was, it was getting ready to ship, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah," it got scale bounded. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was I think it made it further than scale bound. Yeah, but uh, I remember testing that, and I played it a couple of times, and it seemed okay. I really didn't give it uh, a whole lot of time to really see what it was all about, but uh, yeah, you know, maybe. So we'll, we'll see if it makes it its uh, reappearance or not. Um, another quick thing is there's a new graphics feature that is, uh, looks like it's going to be dropping, uh, for the new series X and possibly current consoles. Um, this has to do with HDR. So HDR is something that's been around for a couple years, uh, with, uh, one S uh, the One X has it, and the new systems are surely going to have it. Uh, HDR10 is the flavor that the Xbox has had uh, currently. But uh, there were some... So there was a tweet that was uh, sent out by at Evil Boris, um, who is a self-professed HDR-obsessive person. Um, 
that uh, looks like in the Xbox system text, uh, a researcher shared a bunch of information out that looks like Microsoft is working on an HDR calibration system uh, for the Xbox uh, in line with something from the HDR gaming interest group. So I know that's a lot of technical stuff. Apparently HDR info has to be done, you know, game by game intensities are done individually. And um, this is actually going to bring it into the system. The PS4 has had uh, an HDR calibration system back since July, 2019. So that's firmware version seven released about a year ago. And now it looks like it's going to be coming to the Xboxes. Um, so, you know, they've been adding audio updates lately with uh, DTSX most recently. And it looks like they're going to be doing a little bit with uh, HDR. And uh, HDR is that thing that when it pops up, I always say like, dang, that's bright. <laughs> that is the whitest white I've ever seen. At least that's my response to deep rock when it pops up so uh so that's kind of interesting stone and rock <laughs> oh wait <laughs> <laughs> that was funny I, I sent this thing to mark so you know we've always been talking like rock and stone i think we've said it in the last couple of shows here and there so that's one of their like salutes that they always give each other the dwarves do in the game and so somebody did a clip where it's like stone and rock Oh, wait. <laughs> it's like, oops, got that backwards. But uh, so, yeah, so it looks like they're adding some HDR goodness. And I guess sometimes when they add things, they got to take things away. Mixer is being pulled out of, of the system. Uh, they announced, so it's going to be shut down in what, three weeks, I think? I think there's only three weeks left because they yeah, announced it like last that. week. And uh, they announced that um, the uh, insiders, there's a couple different rings, the insiders are going to have the functionality disappearing starting with the latest update. And I actually looked on my 1S that I do most of my gaming on, and sure enough, Mixer is gone, cannot find it in the store, anything. Um, it is gone already. They did not waste any time. OMG. I was really shocked. Like I was that, too. Like one week and it's gone out of the systems. So mixer functionality will be removed from all consoles on July 22nd. So that's like 20 days away, three weeks. So wow, very surprising. Um you want to talk about the uh the summer games fest? Yeah, why not? Let me, let me get this repaired. So, um, wow, I need to let me let me zoom in on this page. Tiny text. Wow, it's like they make the text small so they can throw all the freaking advertisements all around the pages. Oh yeah. So, anywho, drop that one. So, Xbox. Um, is, I guess they're going to have a week-long Summer Games Fest demo event. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to give Xbox One players a chance to demo 
60 plus brand new games. The demo event will run from Tuesday, July 21st to Monday, July 27th, and is meant to act as a replacement for in-person demo events like E3, PAX, and wow. Gamescom, all of which were canceled due to COVID. While we can't recreate the experience of attending a big show entirely, we can help you get your hands on lots of cool new games early. So I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a prediction. This starts this starts Tuesday, July 21st through Monday, July 27th. I will bet you Tuesday, July 21st will be the next Inside Xbox event. This will be the big July announcement, and they're gonna probably show these games. They're gonna talk about them. And they're going to say, you can go demo these right now. I'll bet you that's the I, day that we get the we get all this stuff. So they're going to show all these games, and then they're going to be like, oh, by the way, go play the demos right now. What mm-hmm. do you bet? I, I believe that July 21st and 27th are significant dates. You know, it. we will have something happening around that time, either before or after probably before I'm on the same page with you as with that. And uh, the one thing that I thought of uh, when I heard this was, and I think we had discussed this a couple of times in the past was that with the Xbox one ecosystem, where did all the demos go? Oh, I know. Right. They disappeared. Yeah. There were very few demos, very few trials. You know, they had alternate systems like EA Access, right? Um, you know, where you could, you know, play games. You know, we had Game Pass, of course, you know, where you could play games. But if something wasn't in those systems, you had no way to try the game, really. You know, yeah, you know, there were a couple, right, here and there. But they were the exception. There's been a few, but... Yeah, like on the 360, the everything, every game was required to have a demo. Mm-hmm. And that probably didn't go over well with the, de- the devs, but I think it's very customer friendly. Sure. Because, I mean, anything that I had a question on, I would, okay, let me try the demo. And yeah, there's things I didn't buy, but there are things that I probably wouldn't have, just like Rock, uh, Rock and Stone, <laughs> just like Deep Rock Galactic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, I keep calling that game Rock and Stone. Um, Deep Rock yeah. Galactic. If it wasn't for that four-hour trial, I'd have never. I would have never played it. Sure. You know. Um, I think they need those. Give us a four-hour trial. If you don't want to do a demo, give us a, a, a times trial of the game itself. I mean, anything to let us try it to see if it's something we're gonna like. And I sure. found a lot of games that I ended up buying because of the demo. It's like, wow, this actually. And there'd be things I would have never purchased. So, I. I don't know if it, you know, hurts or helps overall. Um, personally, I think it's great to have them out for consumers to try. Especially like you said earlier, you know, we're in a, everything's digital. So, in and at least you can get your money back on some of these. But even there, there I guess there's restrictions of how often you can do it. And, yeah. you know, it, it just, I don't know. There shouldn't be such a bunch of hoops to jump through. So, if you don't want people, you don't want to give your money back, then just, uh, all right, fine. Then let us have a demo. Um, so this this is going to show up on the dashboard that week. So you're going to see a demo, like a uh, they'll be up on the dashboard. So there's going to be like a, a header, you know, to check these out. Um, and then 
they said some of these are going to go away. Some might still be available in the actual demo channel. But if you don't try, probably most of these, because some are. they said some are very early games. So this is interesting because they're, they're, we could be having opportunities to play demos for a game that's not even going to be out for a year or two. Um, so they, they did stress these are not necessarily indicative of the final gameplay because some of these are going to be very early. So basically after this week, a lot of these are not going to be playable again. They're going to go away. Um, also... According to the announcement, the final demo count will be anywhere between 75 to 100 games. So don't plan on playing anything that week. Like, take that week and just plan to do demos. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't yeah. imagine. A, like, So that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, we've heard about this July update, that this is going to have a bunch of mic drops, that this is going to be about the games. We've heard a, a lot of rumors that the... The August one is going to be about the hardware. Um, you know, the, the the May one was for independent. But it, it sounds like they really are coming hard with games here in July. So I think we'll see that on July 21st. I'm calling it that's the day that this is going to happen uh, for the new release. They're going to show us all this stuff and then go go play any one of these now. They'll be available on your dashboard. Yeah. So this is exciting i think this is cool i can't wait to see what the stuff is i hope that because july is supposed to be a big focus on first party so i'm hoping this isn't a bunch of i mean 75 to 100 tells me there's going to be a lot of indie stuff but i'm hoping there's like every first party thing like i want to play a demo of the next halo Give me something from maybe the next Gears, the next whatever they've got, everything they're planning. There better be some first-party stuff in there, too. I, I hope it's not all just indie stuff because that will be a big letdown. Yeah, um, the like the monochrome or pixel art stuff. <laughs> gosh, dude, that'll be huge. Yeah. What's not? So, but, um, yeah, that's coming. So, again, I, I yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the, I'm looking the, forward to July 21st. The cool thing about this that I'm actually kind of hyped for is usually when they have these game reveals, and I mean, we've seen these for years, right? They sit there, you know, Xbox exclusive, world premiere, whatever, you know, heading to the, then we have the trailer. We might see somebody on stage that, you know, does some of the gaming and we sit there and watch it. And most of us are at home, we sit and watch it and then we wait. Some people that are live at the show that, you know, got lucky and got into like the, you know, Xbox briefing or were at PAX or wherever it is, you know, they might have the ability to go to the booth and play it, but that's not that many people overall. And here's something where for one week, you know, hopefully you took care of your bandwidth cap if you have it on your on your broadband you know you took the care and you know you have everything available so you can just you know binge on all these different games and you can play these games a little bit just like if you were at the show at the briefing or whatever and um you know th that's pretty cool like i think this is something that's new that's never been done before and I'm I'm kind of 
hype that uh, that they're trying this. And like you said, hopefully the games are good and they're not just the goofy indie titles. Yeah, I I, I should just take that back. That, but but that, uh, yeah. seventy five to hundred games tells me there's a lot of small stuff, yeah, which seems I, crazy I so. that they'd be doing demos for small indie stuff. So you know, again, we we I think we tend to think like when when the May Inside Xbox happened and they're like, oh, we're going to talk about games. Well, Microsoft had a they did a um, they got a lot of backlash over that because. People were upset that it was all indie stuff. And it was like, this is not what we expected. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is called the Summer Game Fest demo event. Well, it, chances are it's just going to be, there's probably going to be stuff we've seen already. Um, but I'm, I do hope they have a lot, if not all first party stuff, demos from first parties that we can try out. Because we want to see, I want to see more exclusive stuff stuff that's going to set it apart from the competition what is it that we can only play here you know i don't really care about the third party yeah it'll still be nice to play it but again we're playing games on the current hardware so if it's like oh this will be on series x well it doesn't benefit me to play it now because i i don't i don't see what's going to be exciting about it you know Mm -hmm. um so we'll we'll see what happens it's still going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to be able to demo so that's cool. Never heard or seen that ever happen before. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the downside of, of things, potentially, if you recall, games on the original Xbox and the PS2, they cost 50 bucks. Games on the 360 and the PS3 went up to $60. We expected a jump for the PS4 and the Xbox One, but we didn't see that happen. Game stayed at $60. Yep. I do not believe that we will see those stay at $60. You know, I, I'm fully expecting to see games go up to the $70, $69.99. Uh, there's articles now being talked about. Um, one of the games, uh, let's see, uh, NBA 2K21 has already been unveiled. They're gonna that's gonna cost $69.99 on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, they are stating this is due to the development studio building the game from the ground up for new platforms. So again, um, and games are you know expensive. We've talked about it many times before. It costs a lot of money. So again, I. I, this wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to be upset about it. It's ten bucks. Uh, we've gone two generations at sixty dollars. So, and when you figure games like that, we have gotten, you know, that like look at Fortnite. There's a lot of free stuff that's out there that's quality that you, you get hours and hours and hours, and you probably end up spending a lot. I know I spent a lot more than seventy dollars on Fortnite. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. So. Yep brace for that don't you know just wanted to basically let everybody know that's probably what's going to happen um i would expect it um even sony uh let's see oh it wasn't yeah playstation's head sean Layden said that um one way to keep costs down is making smaller games that wouldn't take as much time to develop and resulting in lower cost to craft it so um 
I don't necessarily want smaller games, but I think when the the smaller games, I still don't think the prices. I think sometimes a lot of the smaller ones are still a little overpriced. Um, depends, you know. That's why I like to wait and get those when they're on sale. But uh, there, there's some. It just depends on you, on what it is. The different games are gonna garner different prices. Um, I'm like rambling and I can't think what I'm trying to say, but like it just seems like when they talk about lower price games. I don't want like a mobile game um, migrated over to the platform and said, because even those, then they're like, oh, that was a dollar game there, but it's $10 on the console. Like, why? Why, mm-hmm. why is it, a, uh, you know, a thousand percent price increase? It, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't want mobile titles. I don't want that type of cheap stuff. I still want quality games. What, what the young blood, what would that cost us? $40, 30 or 40 bucks? Yeah. I think it was $30. 40. Yeah, it's thirty regular, and then if you wanna do that, like bring a friend. Yeah, it's forty. Yeah, so I mean that was awesome for thirty, but that's a sixty dollars oh, title. Amazing, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I was surprised to see something like that. So you get the flip side where you get stuff that's just like, why did I pay forty bucks for this garbage? And then you get these. I was like, man, I ought to pay eighty or ninety for it, you know. So. Um, I don't like the whole idea of like, well, just got to have smaller games for smaller prices. That's not always the answer, but mm-hmm. be prepared. Yep, yep. So, um, and I only had one other thing I wanted to talk about. And I have been a huge fan of rhythm games. So, you know, Rock Band, Guitar Hero 2 is what got me started. That was the first rhythm game. Okay, well, I shouldn't say that. That's the first guitar rhythm game that came to Xbox. Because I think DDR was on there beforehand. Um, yeah, there was... Dance, Dance Revolution was... Yeah, Dance was Dance there Revolution. There was... Uh, actually, I think the first one that I remember, at least, was Parappa the Rapper. That was a PS1 game. Yeah. That was a fantastic game. And then DDR, I think, came out around the same time-ish, something like that. Dreamcast had Samba de Amigo, which was uh, like a carnival-style playing with these maracas. That was actually a lot of fun. But anyway, go on. But so anyway, so like I I, I even played DJ Hero and DJ Hero 1 and 2, bought, bought those with the little... Did, you know the, ooh, ooh, the little Dex. scratch turntable thing, whatever. Yep. Love, loved them, and I don't even like that kind of music. Um, but I had so much fun with with that game. Um, I think DJ Hero Two is an awesome game. Um, I love Guitar Hero Two. I love Rock Band. Um, I've really enjoyed those. I've played some additional games. So I think like Harmonics is great. They'd made was it Dance Central and. Uh, there was a like a Xbox arcade game that they made that was music based too. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was like Rock Central or something. But anyways, Harmonix, the creators of Dance Central, Rock Band, they're coming out with a new game um, this year called Fus- uh, Fuser. Now. When I, I've seen some demos of this, and of course it's harmonic, so it's like oh, music games. It's like it piques my interest. 
I'm not sure what to think of this one, but I watched a video the other day. Yeah. And when I watched the video, I was like, I don't know. It just seems like you're, it doesn't really seem like much of a game. It seems like you're a DJ just dropping down samples and, and, you know, so I'm not sure if I'm really going to like this. However, what it did remind me of, to me, this almost reminds me of the digital version of Harmonix's board game called Drop Mix. You know, I was going to mention that. Um, yeah, and I, I like know. Drop Mix. I, I got that, and it's a lot of music that I don't care for, but the yeah. game is fun. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids enjoyed it. It was fun doing that. But I what I don't see here is what is the game? Like they've shown off like how you can <clears throat> bring in different songs and different things and mix the songs together. But it's like, but what's the game? Like just mixing music alone isn't a game. So I'm real interested to see this. I hope this is one that has a demo <laughs> in July because this is one of those. It's like I'm definitely, when it comes out, I'm definitely going to really look into this and see what it is. Um, and I'm not even worried that the bands and things that have been listed aren't like 95% of it is like I've never heard of it. Um, and I know it's a lot of techno dance music. But I'm not going to let it defer me because so I probably know all deter of me. You would know it all, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let it deter me because of DJ Hero. I really loved both those games and had a blast with them. But it was a game. There was a game. This does. I still. That's the thing with this one is I don't see what the game is. I see them just you're mixing and you're being a DJ, which okay, maybe that's you know what. There's got to be more to it than just what i'm seeing no i you know what i mean you know I, i've seen some of these screenshots and and so forth and you know stuff that they've teased and from what i've seen i would say you mentioning like drop mix yeah um reimagined is i mean that's the exact thing that i get from this like you know even like some of these songs i mean it's got like a wide breadth of songs on here like I'm um, looking at this one screenshot right now. I mean, they have Smash Mouth with Billy Ellish, Imagine Dragons, yeah. Post Malone, The Clash with Rock the Casbah, Fat Boy Slim, Lady Gaga. So I mean, it's a fair amount of like different songs, just like Drop Mix had. Right. And you're probably just gonna be doing things of like how well you can like mix those together to make like, let's say like a remix or to make your own version of these songs and how well you can do it. And then that probably like ramps up the crowd, you know, and it's, it's a new take on it. And I think very much inspired by drop mix. So I watched um, this. There's some interesting things in here too, that because I watched this video, I'll have to try to find it. Maybe I can post it on our Facebook group where um, this lady that works for harmonics was going through and doing different things. And she was able to on the fly, like record a sample of something. And again, I don't, I'm not a musical inclined person. So I, I wasn't exactly sure what she was doing, but she was recording something or making something live and then like dropping it in to, mm -hmm. and it was, 
weird. And like the guy that was she was talking to was like kind of flipping out, like, this is so cool. This is, but I was still sitting there going, but what's the game? Like to me, if you're not a DJ, then you may not really enjoy this. That that's the concern. Cause like with yeah. drop mix, you were competing, like there was things in it like you can't drop certain cards or you had to, it would come up and say you had to play a certain type of card. Right. You know, or you had, you were trying to get a high score in a set time or you were competing with someone else to clear your deck faster than the other, you know, there was a game behind mixing everything. So Mm -hmm. you were looking at cards and where they could be placed and it wasn't so much about the music. I mean, you could pick your deck. You had to pick so many cards and you would pick what you wanted, but there was more than just the music where this looks to be just about being a true DJ. So the concern I have is, is that going to lower the bar entry bar for like someone like me who isn't into that kind of music really doesn't care about what I'm mixing or knows what I'm mixing together. All the thing I would do is probably going to sound like crap. Um, so and I would, I would think that you would definitely have to be a music lover to enjoy this game, and and that's the concern, because I know harmonics is made of all like they're all musicians. You know, these people are actually in bands. Uh, I know a lot of these people have their own bands, or they're so, you know they're really into it. And again, it's like it's cool, and I've really enjoyed their games. But is this one going to be to the point where it's going to be? Uh, it's not going to bring a lot of people into it because it's more complex. Now, here's what it says about the game. I want to read from this. So here's here's how Fuser works. You and 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 it might sound there's no hardware with this. It's just you're using your controller, sure. okay, on the Xbox. But it says you have a you have a turntable deck with four platters and a crate of up to 24 record singles at your disposal. And it sounds like you can you take your 24 records like you can so you create a a crate and you you like so you're picking 24 songs that you want to bring with you to this quote virtual show that you're putting on. Yep. And and there's more than 24 songs total. I think it's like a hundred or something. Yeah. Or so you got to pick 24 at a time that you're going to work with. Sure. Um, each single has four discrete musical parts that can be pulled from it which varies from track to track. You'll typically get something like drums, bass, synth, and vocals to mix and mash during your shows, which gets started as soon as you drop the first and hopefully fat beat. (laughs) Dropping tracks can be as simple as moving your cursor to your record at the top of the screen and hitting a button to hot drop specific instruments to predetermined platters. It's a friendly system that tries to always ensure that you have mashup, that your mashups have a well-rounded mix of sounds. For a little more control, you can also drag and drop specific song parts to specific platters. If you happen to want something a little more lopsided, like two different drum tracks on top of two different bass lines. But even if you decide to go a little more creative, it's pretty difficult to make a truly bad-sounding mix because the game will automatically... homogenize the tempo key and modality of every track to suit what is already spinning on the decks that's really fuser's greatest strength that handles all the actual hard work of creating mashups 
okay. giving you the fun bits, picking and choosing song parts to smash together. Um, so that's kind of the basics. They also have some more advanced stuff um, that you can make some complex musical maneuvers like soloing tracks, cueing records, and then A-B swapping between them or setting up more impactful transitions between records. But executing this stuff is simple too. The mental exercise still comes from exer exercising the cool ways you can use the tools during a show. Um, there is a freestyle instruments. So they say this has a, the, the potential to go awry. Uh, on top of your creative records, you have the ability to create your own custom loops using synth. This is what I think I was talking about, what she was doing. Using synthesized instruments like a wobble bass or a synth saxophone, um, they're tuned to help you in creating pleasant melodic loops. That's what she was doing. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what they're talking about. Um, it says in career mode, each stage will have a small number of required records you need to bring, but you're free to bulk out the rest of your load with whatever you wish. When you begin a set, you quickly receive an ongoing series of objectives. Okay, so this is probably going to answer my question. So when you, I'm going to start that over. So this is career mode. When you begin a set, you'll quickly receive an ongoing series of objectives you need to try to achieve in a certain amount of time. These, these objectives are rarely play this specific song. Instead, they're more along the lines of put down a bass track, play a little country music, or give me something from the 90s. There is a notable degree of freedom to how you want to customize your approach to those goals into your personal mix. My five-star song is not going to be the same as yours. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the gameplay. Okay. I mean, I guess it's going to guide you. At least it's going to guide you a little bit more um, from the screenshots, though. Uh, they say play something from the 90s. Uh, how, you know, there's nothing on these screenshots that like, oh, this is this is from the 90s. Oh, wait, maybe it does. This one says pop 2018. Maybe they do. And it's like some of these show little cursors down. Maybe that's what they're highlighted over then the uh the little emblems go away and it gives you a little bit more info on the on the uh album or the record so i don't know it'll be interesting i really like harmonics and i i really hope this is something that i can get into and enjoy okay but i don't know maybe i'll end up learning a lot too yeah maybe <laughs> or maybe you'll go over to the dark side and start no. liking edm nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but no, I know what it means, but I definitely not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm old school, man. Yeah. I'm old school, but this uh, game is supposed to come out this, uh, the end of the year during the holiday season. So they don't have a release date yet. Launch title. Uh, could be. Yeah. Could they be. Figure. Uh, they say fall, but the way things are going, it'll probably be like holiday season. I'm guessing. Well, it says uh, Q4 2020, so yeah. which is October, November, December. So, yep. but yeah, hopefully. I will definitely. You will get more info about this you'll, because again, I'm I really like harmonics. And in fact, the other day I was just like, man, I should boot up Rock Band Four and even just to sing, even though no one wants to hear me sing. But I just I just miss it. I really do enjoy that game. No, I, I get it. Yeah, there's definitely an appeal. There's something to the music games, especially if if you're a music lover and um, 
you know, this, this is going to be interesting. What? Um, I was saying, I just, I, I have like rock band. I wish they'd make a rock band five with instruments because the problem is like rock band four came out, but you have to have like this adapter Adapter, to use your old uh, instruments. And it's like, those instruments have been banged around and so beat up and they don't work right anymore. It's like, I need new stuff and, you know, but I know that they would never do that anymore. You so, think? It's too, I don't think anybody would want more. We went through that plastic instrument phase, you know. Maybe they just got to give it enough time. That. Just give it enough time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I'd buy a whole new rock band set. Yeah. So, and my kids are older. And I was, ab- they I was would, about they would to be say. Able to play it now. I'd have, yeah, I'd have, you got your I whole have rock a full band. band. Yeah. I've got the whole band. <laughs> Oh, they need they need to put a new kid out. Yeah, I bet they or, would love that. They would just go nutty. Maybe even stop playing Fortnite for a couple of days. Yeah, they probably would. So, because <laughs> they loved it when they were little, but they were young yeah. and they would just mash on stuff. So yeah, it's like, oh, why did I fail? Well, because you're constantly strumming. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're not playing the game. Exactly. <laughs> you're pretending you're a rock star. Yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now that now that we talked about it, I, pr- before I really didn't pay too much attention to the game, but now I'm actually kind of curious about it and uh, looking forward to it a little bit. I wish they had more techno EDM stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's go through the rest of the stuff really quick. Um, so Crisis Remaster was uh, announced a while back and it looks like it's going to be delayed Ooh. Uh, it's going to be delayed they need they said they need a couple more weeks to polish up the game uh, it's not quite ready it was supposed to be out on july 23rd so right in that demo week right yeah so it's going to be out on july 23rd but they pushed it back um i don't know if they announced it no they didn't uh announce the date but uh i imagine probably sometime in august or september if it doesn't push out again but uh, yeah very possible it's uh it's one of those covid delay things um you know there's been a fair amount of battle royale games that have been out um you know the popular ones of course are apex legends fortnite you know there's a couple others um keep wanting to say warframe that's not it uh, what's the cod one no is it warframe the warface no what's the cod battle royale do you remember <laughs> where did you go did you disappear on me or you left somewhere anyway there's been a bunch of uh, battle royale games ubisoft announced one called hyperscape uh, this is, I believe it's currently on PC um, testing. So, yeah, it's currently live on PC until July 7th. There's a technical test for the game going on. And uh, it will be out for the Xbox and such later on this year. So if you haven't heard about this game, it's a, a new twist because, you know, every game's got to have its twist on Battle Royale. 
you know, because Fortnite did it differently differently than PUBG. Uh, Apex Legends did it differently than both of those. You know, some other ones haven't quite been as popular, like Realm Royale and such. But um, what this one is is you get dropped into a virtual world, and uh, with what I believe up to a hundred other people, there's teams, squads, solo, all that good stuff playing in this. Instead of a storm, the area kind of uh, deteriorates a little bit. So these triangles kind of show up everywhere on all the surfaces. It's really meant to be uh, what they say a vertical game. So there's bounce pads and stuff. So people are like jumping up and all over the place. There's all sorts of power-ups, levels. So it's kind of taking uh, traditional Battle Royale and complicating it. <laughs> it's just a good way to do it. Because you like complicated games, don't you, Mark? You know it. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just run and gun, you know, Fortnite mixed it up by doing the building, which you and I both have a problem with because uh, we can't do it like the youngins. And uh, now they have all sorts of uh, uh, different additives to this game. And one thing that's kind of interesting is that when you're in a team, uh, they showed this thing where when you're in a team and you get killed, um, you're called an echo, I think. Yeah. So, uh, this point you can you can be revived but it's like you get to see the map more so than in most other games and you can actually like help out i guess somehow maybe i don't don't know if i explained that properly but it's a whole new spin to the old traditional method of you know it's like well you can look at other players cameras and stuff but here you can actually i think run around the map and then there's um, additional level um, changes, like there's a low gravity and stuff that can somehow be voted on by people that are watching the game. I don't know if that's just strictly for streamers or whatnot, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting change. It's got a look sort of like mixed in between Apex Legends and um, Overwatch. I'd, I'd say that's a mashup of those two. Uh, it definitely doesn't look Fortnite-ish or Realm Royale or any of those games. But um, yeah, this uh, this game's gotten a technical demo here for the next uh, week or so, and then it'll be out on Xbox One uh, later on this year, supposedly later this summer. So that could be within the next couple weeks, couple months. We, we shall see. Um, and uh, two last things I wanted to mention is Tannenberg is coming out on July 24th. Tannenberg is a World War I um, game that uh, came out last year, I think, early part of the year. Uh, so it's World War I Eastern Front uh, style game. Uh, if you like your war games, uh, you might want to check this one out. Um, it looks like pre-orders get a discount. Um, yeah. So yeah, check that one out if you uh, if you haven't had enough of uh, Battlefield. Was it Battlefield One? 
Was that the World War One one? Yes. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And then lastly, we talked about Wolfenstein a little bit ago. Uh, there's a new Wolfenstein um, bundle that uh, is live already in the stores. So it's on the Microsoft Store. It's on Steam, I believe, as well. It's called the Wolfenstein Alternate History Collection. It bundles Wolfenstein, the New Order, the Old Blood, the New Colossus, and Young Blood all together for $80. Um, that's a lot of gaming over there because New Order is 20 bucks normally. Old Blood is 20 bucks. New Colossus, that's Wolfenstein 2. That one's normally 40 And then Wolfenstein Young Blood, which is the most recent of the bunch. That one is 30 or $40, however you buy it. And it's in Game Pass uh, as well. Thought I'd mention that. But it's $80. Bucks. Um, I imagine it'll probably go on sale at some point. Definitely worth it then because uh, I'm a huge fan of the Wolfenstein games. And uh, a lot of fun to be had with these. And I think that's it. I think that's all we've got for the stories here. Um, let's jump into the community section real quick. Uh, a couple announcements real quick. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can do that on our website, or you can do a recording, uh, MP3, send it to contact at this Xbox Life, and we will uh, play it on the show, just like uh, we did it with uh, Gunny Chief's message last week. Uh, we're also on Twitter, and we are on Facebook. Uh, you can... Find us on Twitter, see when uh, the shows release, and the Facebook group is uh, a great place. A lot of great folks on there, you know, some good discussions and thoughts on the thing on things that are happening in the game space. If you're not a member of the group, uh, just ask for membership. You do have to join the group; it's a closed group, but uh, you can get uh, in there fairly easily. Just answer two simple questions, and. Uh, yeah, we just do that to keep the spammers out. Uh, I do want to mention one quick thing. Um, uh, looks like we're going to have to change the announcement page on the Facebook group. Um, we changed it, I believe, last week or the week before where we had to change our affiliate link for Amazon. Um, looks like uh, we have to remove it from there. So um, if you'd like to use our affiliate link in the future, uh, just go to our website thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon or just uh, click through uh, off the main page. So that will be changing probably tonight. But um, we did get a bunch of messages uh, from our Facebook crew. Um, you want to cover the first one, Mark? Sure. The first one's from Carlos. He says, do you feel it's worth worth to get a new Xbox for Christmas? Um, I'm I'm assuming I'm just going to make an assumption. He means a Series X. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, we have this question every time a new console comes up, and everybody struggles with this. And there's really no straightforward answer. It really, I, I personally, and I believe it's, it's it really depends. No, it's more different this year than it is most others, though. I don't. Well, with that new. Yeah, um, well, I'm just saying. So delivery. Yes and no. So, again, is smart delivery going to make a big difference? Like, okay, so you're on, say you have an Xbox One X. Okay, I got an Xbox One X. Do I really need a smart delivery doesn't benefit me at all if I, you know, right now it doesn't, if I don't have uh, a Series X. 
And it won't make a difference because when I do get a Series X, those games, I'll get the better version of them. But it doesn't, it won't impact and say like Cyberpunk, okay? Well, you're not going to get the new Series X version anyways, probably till next year. So having it at Christmas time is not going to benefit games that have smart delivery that don't have the new version out, right? Also, so if we don't get a lot of games that are going to out the gate, going to take advantage of the graphical inputs and advantages of the hardware, then again, what what's the difference? You're, you can still play on an Xbox One X and get 4K gaming, right? Um, quick boot times and all that type of stuff. Well, is it worth the, uh, we're going to make an assumption $500 to be able to boot into the game in five seconds as opposed to two minutes? For me, yes. But again, maybe not for everybody. You know, it's it's one of those things you got to look at what it can do, what it's going to offer you out the gate. And you have to determine yourself if it's worth the money. You know, is it going to keep you from buying something for your, for your kids? Well, and it's probably not worth it. You know, um, again, there's did, did you were you impacted uh, by your job over COVID? You know, people that have lost jobs or something are going to be like, no, I don't need it. You know. There, again, it, it comes down to the personal thing. Uh, I plan to get one if I can. Uh, I hope to be able to to do that. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, is it worth it? For me, it will be. For me to have the new box, to get the advantages of uh, quick boot ups and not having to sit here and wait five minutes for Fortnite to load up, uh, you know, being in that game in a matter of less than a minute, hopefully being playing the game getting through the, the two screens and getting in a lobby and going, that to me is huge. Um, I look forward to that. So I think, Carlos, you just got to kind of look at it that way, and it's a personal decision for everyone. But what do you think, Rob? Um, Other than the fact that I, that you're going to think I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. So you can say it. So there's, there's a couple of ways to look at this. So – if you're an early adopter, which I find myself falling into that camp, uh, I think it's definitely worth it to get it. Uh, again, if if it's available, if the circumstances are are okay, you know, I, I think it's awesome to get that experience early on. You know, to be one of the people that are telling others like, "Oh, look how great the system is!" You know, I love it. Versus hearing about it for weeks or months or years and then joining later on. You know, I, I love the newness aspect of things. And uh, so if, if that's your style as well, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool features and so forth that are, um, that are I think, going to be worth it. Um, if you don't have like a 4K TV <laughs> and all, you know, and all that other stuff to take advantage of the system, that's yeah, probably not worth it. Right. I mean, you can probably just still chug along with whatever you've got. I, what I was mentioning with smart delivery, that's going to change things a little bit. I think for a lot of folks this year is that when some of these titles are coming out, there is, even though it's coming out in both systems, there is, there is a push for a lot of folks to, wait to get the game on the new system to experience it in the best way possible. 
you know, or there's like, you know, if I don't want to buy the game on the old platform because in a couple months, you know, I might get the new console and, you know, I'll just get it then so I can have the game for longer. Cause you know, eventually we do give up on systems, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cause all my three sixties are disconnected now, you know, I still got them in the garage, but they're all disconnected. My original ones, they've been disconnected for years and, you know, eventually we pass on the systems. So smart delivery is going to change it a little bit for folks because, you know, you won't have that thing of like, well, I don't want to rebuy the game. So I won't buy it now. Do you know what I mean? I understand that. Yeah. But so the, the, the smart delivery again, if you don't plan to buy a system right away, then it, then you're going to, so like I said, take like cyberpunk. That's a, that's a game. It's like, I want to play that on this, on this series X. I really do. I'd rather go through it the first time with on the best hardware because i know i'm gonna get i'm buying i'm planning to buy one of those yes i can buy it now play on the act uh, uh, one x and game's still gonna look great and i probably won't even really notice much of a difference but i want to be able to just you know i want it to play it on the best but if that best isn't going to be available till next spring and it's available now in september or november or if it's coming in november I'm going to want to play it the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. smart delivery is not an issue. It, it doesn't benefit. It's not an issue. Even. It's a benefit. No, it's not a benefit. That is. Because chances are by time that that game comes out with the Series X upgraded version, I will have already played the game and have been done with it. That's why I'm saying it's not a benefit in this particular case. Mm, okay. I see what you're saying. I still think you're going to get it day one, but (laughs) I'm planning to buy the box day one. I'm planning to buy cyberpunk day one. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. Um, Smart deliveries doesn't benefit me day one, because even though I'm going to play it on my series X, it won't be the best looking version of the game because that won't, that version's not coming out till say the spring. So it's, it's not going to benefit me whether I play it on a, an X, I'm sorry, an, an, a, a one or the Series X. Okay. They're basically going to be the same as what I'm saying, except it's going to boot really fast. All right. That that's what I'm saying for this, you know, for the, his particular question. I like don't. And again, it's just because I'm looking at it from what am I going to benefit if I? What benefit do I have by buying this new piece of hardware for Christmas? Yes, you're going to get the benefit of. Anything that you have bought or anything that you buy, you will get the newer version. I, I get that, but what is going to be available in the newer version? You know what I'm saying? Like the stuff we really want to see those benefits from? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Gears 5 might be, but if you've already played it, are you going to go back and replay the campaign? You know, Halo 6, uh, or I think, yeah, Halo 6, right? Yeah. Halo Infinite? Yeah, that will... I'm sure that's going to be ready to go. So that would be a benefit. You'd get the better version and it would look nicer. But um, so I, I think, I think we're just kind of looking at it from different, you know, yeah. aspects. And well, I, I can see what you're saying is that is a benefit for things like Halo Infinite. So I guess just looking at the question that it's basics, do you feel it's worth it to get a new 
Xbox for Christmas? So what do you for think? me, I do. Like what you, do you, what I, would you say for most people? For most people, I I I think it really depends. Like our our audience. Like, like I use mine every day, right? I use mm-hmm. mine every day. It, 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 well, maybe not every day, but pretty much every day. I'm I play a lot of games, so people who don't aren't like myself or who are you know, and a lot of people that listen to this show, they probably would say yes, it's worth it. Because they're invested, they're listening to podcasts, they're reading news about video games. They're, you know, this is they're they're. So anyone listening to this, yes, it's probably worth it, because you have a vested interest in it. It is a big time hobby for you. It's not just something that you play on occasion. But if you don't play a lot, and you boot up your Xbox One once a week, then it probably isn't going to benefit you. So again, it's it's all these personal things. When are we really, you know, some people say we're not going to see really the good, you know, when a new console comes out, you really, you're just getting to the best part of the last generation and they haven't even begun to tap into the potential. So usually a year or two goes by before you really start seeing the benefits of the hardware. Again, so if you have that type of mindset, you might want to wait a year or two before you get it. And guess what? The box will be cheaper as well. And they'll be using full potential of the box. That's why I mm-hmm. say everyone's got to reevaluate it for them themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they can be downfalls to being early adopters. There could sure. be bugs. There could be problems. We could have red rings. There could be, you know, uh, problems where it doesn't interact with previous versions or or whatever. Anything could happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe features are missing. Like the Xbox One was missing a lot of things at the 360 which is one reason I'm glad that the dashboard and all that is going to be identical between the Xbox One and the Series X. Yeah, or the nice. Xbox. We should just call yeah. it Xbox because that's what the new one is. Yep. There's going to be a Series X. There's going to be probably a Series S. But the official name is Xbox. <laughs> and yep. maybe that's what we need to do. The One or the Xbox. That's what we need to probably transition our terminology to. So, so right now we have the one. We have What's the one. Matrix reference. <laughs> yes, we have the one. Soon we will have an Xbox. <laughs> yes. Oh, did you hear Matrix 4 is in works? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Looking forward to that. So, all right. So all right. let's, uh, uh, we took a long time to answer we that did, question. We did. All right, <laughs> and I don't know if we answered it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I do one last thing on this, Rob, yeah. as I was hearing. I think I've had a little change of heart here. I'm going to say it's not worth it. I don't think anybody should go out and buy one. Oh, so you have it to buy? Exactly. (laughs) Just in case there's a shortage due to COVID. It is not worth it. The official statement of TXL, (laughs) the new box, the Xbox is not worth buying on day one. (laughs) Wait till after Christmas. (laughs) Buy it on day two. How about that? Exactly. We still want people to buy it. Which is not on day one because we want them on day one. We want ours on day one. So yeah. exactly. So buyers on day two. Buyers on let us buy it on day one. We'll report in our thoughts and then you can make your decision if you want to buy it on day two. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. mean, we're doing it for you guys. I mean, yeah. we're gonna be the guinea pigs. Selfless. We're taking the risk. I know. I'm not doing it for myself here, people. Yes. I I have your all your best interest at heart. I will put my money in there and I will let you know if it's worth it or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. All right. 
So uh, next message we have is from Andrew. That is uh, half of the Sunburnt Life team. Yeah, it is. From down under. Uh, Andrew says, I would love to hear about your thoughts with apocalypse-style games, Fallout, etc. Games that show an altered, shuttered world like we are experiencing now. My brother and I have been playing in the cloistered, silent world of Close to the Sun. Hmm. What do you think? Um, I, I generally, I think I like apocalypse style games. Um, I haven't enjoyed fallout, but I think apocalypse, you know, I play a lot of zombie games, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm trying to think of something I play post-apocalypse. I think there's been a bajillion of them that I've played, but I can, I can think of like Wolfenstein as being apocalyptic <laughs> nazis yeah, took over that's, that's alternate true. reality alternate yeah love though love that um i enjoy it i think it's interesting yeah. um you know if you think of uh, i haven't heard of close to the sun that's not one i've heard of but is that a reference to sunburnt life or something i don't know i thought he was naming a game oh <laughs> Maybe he could explain it to us. <laughs> it is late, <laughs> at least for me. Yeah, it's it like is. After 11. But, so, but yeah, I think both of us like that. And yeah, it's kind of crazy how real life is almost. Well, like, what's that? What, what was that game called? Plague Incorporated? Yeah. Like you could create your own virus and mm-hmm. try to kill the whole world. Yeah, there's and a new like, one. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's like tied to Plague Incorporated, but it's like a Corona. It's like Corona something. I saw. It's like I, I saw it. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Um, it, it's. It, I think it's. I like it if it's not reality. You know, um, I wouldn't want a play game that really. Like if our world was really going through those things, so playing a game about building a plague, I wouldn't play Plague Incorporated right now. It just seems kind of uh, not insensitive, but you know, it's like oh, it's too early. It's like it's just not the thing I want to play right now. Mm-hmm. It's because it's already happening. It's like it's I want to play video games that put me in an alternate reality, like before our. You know, I mean, if this world truly we're talking about here in the u.s so it's shutting down again and it's just like we're already hurting and there's so much garbage going on in our country right now um just even outside of that with it's just we we need more love in this world (laughs) we really do (laughs) we just need to get along people come on we're all we're you need to be bright and shiny yeah Remember, remember bubble boy did you ever see that Bubble Boy, Bubble Boy, Jake Gyllenhaal, the movie. No, don't remember. There's the bright and shiny people <laughs> that were going around in a bus. It was like a cult. They were all so uh, happy. Or were they? <laughs> Maybe we just need more video games in our world. Yeah. You know, but just get everybody um, on the Xbox Live. We just, everybody just needs to get on and play some Fortnite or. We just need to get the bands back together. See, yeah. this stuff didn't happen when Rock Band was around. We need yeah. Rock Band 5 to bring us together. The happiness of music 
and playing games together. Mm-hmm. Come on, harmonics, make it happen. Yeah. So. All right. Here. Uh, Next Phil one. says, "Are you still wanting Twitch Prime subscriptions?" Yeah. Uh, do we? Well, because <laughs> we're not even on there so, anymore. Yeah. So I mean, we still have our channel there, but since we went back to an audio format and we're not doing video anymore it um you know we're not putting content up there so i mean that's that's a good question i'd say give your give it to someone who is streaming someone else that you watch at least for now unless we decide we want to go back to doing video but i don't think we do it's too much of a headache but if you do give it to us we won't refuse (laughs) yeah yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. But, but I'd uh, rather people support channels yeah. that are actually giving content no, on absolutely. that platform. So. And, and like we always used to say when we were on there, it's, you know, support the little guy. If you're going to be doing your Twitch Prime subscription, you know, I've seen a lot of people, they throw that stuff over to, you know, the people that... The big guys that are making millions of dollars. Yeah, over yeah, like... You know, they were giving them to Ninja and stuff like that. You know, it's, and it's fine if, if you see the benefit of it, but there's so many little guys that are just trying to make their break. They're trying to, you know, they're putting in like so much effort into it. And, you know, those are the people that, uh, you know, that need it, I, I think, and they'll, they'll benefit from it and it'll make their day for somebody like Ninja. That's already raking in millions of dollars a year. Yeah. You know, you throwing them your subscription, it's like they don't even notice it. Exactly. Yeah. So then uh, David writes in, what are your thoughts on the Xbox Series S essentially being confirmed and having announcement date of August? Do you think this will take away from the Series X momentum? Nope. What do you think? Yeah. I don't think it will. I Because... The, you got your early adopters, and those people are used to paying bigger bucks, right? Early adopters are not the audience for the S, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they both come out on the same day, I would probably get an X for me, and I probably would buy an S for my kids in the family room. You know, okay. that way they're upgraded off their they're on an they're on an Xbox One S now um why not you know move them up so they get the fast loadings and all that type of stuff um you know for a real low cost i mean if we're talking 200 dollars for that box you're going to get someone like myself who's going to buy an x and and if this thing comes out i'll buy an s as well i'm buying two consoles on day one when has that ever happened yeah um you've got a lot of people a lot of parents to be like oh my kids have this Xbox S now. Oh, here's a new one. Well, I can get one for $500 or one for three or $200, whatever they're going to be, half the price of that. You know, it, it, you're going to see a lot more boxes going off the shelf. Yeah. Uh, you might see a lot of series, a lot of Xbox One X's going off the shelf because they might get discounted too. Um, I, I think it's, I don't think it's going to hurt the X at all because everybody that wants one that like all the early adopters are still going to get that. They're not going to go, Oh, I can get the series S it's, 
that's like what we already have, right? right. Or with with some of the benefits of the quick loading and stuff like that. That's not what the people that are got their eye on the X are are looking for. So I don't think it'll hurt it. I think both boxes are fine to ship the same day. I know what I'm buying. I'm sure, you know, uh, the people that are going to come in and not know what the difference is, the people's in the stores are going to be able to tell them and explain it to them. You know, PS5 is going to have two options, a disc, discless and a disc version, you know. So yeah. it's uh, – I, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I really it, don't. So I'm, I'm curious if having the split announcement – really benefited microsoft you know the fact that they announced the series x so long ago and that they waited you know three quarters of a year to announce the uh series s you know playstation yeah. announced both the digital box and the regular one at the same time you know which which is the same box yeah. it's one one just doesn't have a drive in it yep. that'd be like you know so their their idea is we have one box you want to do you want to drive in it or not but other than that it's the same piece of hardware between the two microsoft is saying oh, you can have this real high end which does have the drive in it or you can go this cheaper lower end one oh by the way it's a lot more discounted than 50 bucks because we took the drive out it's like half the price yeah is yeah. what what i'm hearing half price so like if we're looking at $250 compared to an all digital PS5 and an all digital Xbox One, the prices are going to be the, the 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 S half the price of a PS5. I mean, granted, there's going to be differences in what they can do, but from what and this is what I was saying earlier, from what I was hearing, I, I have seen like very different messages on this, and I think a lot of people we got to wait to see what Microsoft says the S can do. But I have seen reports that are saying, despite was it it has the same CPU, they both have the same CPU, but it's the GPU and less RAM on the S that you know on a different GPU. Okay. So and the way that it's all working and designed to work together, that the S will actually outperform the PS5. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I so, saw that as well. So. I've seen that. I've seen things where it says it's it's less powerful than the X, but again, that it's it's. But the way well, it's designed, that's, that's just and counting, working together. Yeah. Right. Compute it's gonna, yeah. Right. Right. So uh, we got to find out more about that. But I don't think it's going to hurt the X at all, because the hardcore people are going to want it. They're going to want the big guy. Yep. Um, and personally, if we do have a shortage out there then I think having a cheaper option is going to make X's more available. Uh, but we may not, we, you know, we don't know how that's all going to work, what, what the hardware shortages are going to be. So anyways. Yep. No, I agree. So, all right. Uh, next one. Uh, oh, this is me, right? Yeah. Uh, so Gunny writes in, says, do you think games are going to stay at $60 on the Xbox One? And in an increase ten dollars on the Series X for AAA titles. So we talked about this earlier. So um, yeah, I, Xbox One games will stay at sixty bucks. You Series think? X, Xbox games, Series X, Series S will probably get a ten dollar increase to sixty nine ninety nine. 
uh, along with the PS5. So that's what I expect. Yep. So that's been a long time in the making. Yeah, it, 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 I'm fine with it. Like I said, we've we've had a, we've had the same price games for a long time. So, and with so many games being in Game Pass and everything like that, it it that's another thing. It makes Game Pass look even more attractive. Yeah, you'll you'll get better value from Game Pass, and there's so much in Game Pass that you literally almost can't play them all. Outer Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Minecraft so. Dungeons, which I put a ton of time into. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Gears 5, Halo 6, Forza 7, Forza, what, Four Horizons in there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff in there. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. right, Let's get moving on. Uh, So let's get rolling with the retail releases. All right, so for the week of June 30th through July 3rd, we had Hunting Simulator 2 release on the 30th, July 2nd, which is what? That's today, I think. Yeah, it's July 2nd. We had the Otter Man Empire. Uh, Tomorrow we have Alphadia Genesis, Demolish and Build, Clash Force. So it's got a couple things this week, I'm sure, because it's a holiday weekend or holiday week here in the U.S. Things are slowing down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that's it. What, only four or five things for this week. Uh, Games with Gold did the switcheroo the other day. We got a couple new titles in there for July. We have WRC 8, FIA, FIA, FIA. Uh, World Rally Championship. That is the Xbox One game for the month. Then uh, Dunk. Oh, wrong one. Um, Saints Row 2 is the back compat game for the beginning of the month, first half of July. And we have Coffee Talk, which is the carryover from June. And then uh, once again, just a real quick announcement. Uh, we wanna, if you uh, want to support the show, a great way to do that is to use our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, we're going to be pulling it off of the Facebook group, um, and uh, it will be available on uh, the TXL website. The, so that's this Xbox Life. Click into the Amazon section in there, or just go forward slash Amazon to go directly there, and then click on the appropriate store. Uh, it's a great way to support the show. It does not cost you anything ex- extra at all. And um, you can purchase anything on Amazon, whatever it is. It does not have to be video game related, but use that link each and every time you make your purchase. And uh, if you click through another affiliate link, it replaces it. So do that each and every time. It does not carry over uh, beyond one purchase. So click purchase, click purchase like that. Uh, if you're an iTunes user, Find us in the store, iTunes store. Uh, give us a review, five stars if you could. That helps boost us in the rankings over there so more folks can find out about the show. And thanks to Learned Your Lesson for the music. So I believe that's it for episode 
number 566, one of the longer shows. We were over two hours. Mm. Although last one was pretty close to two hours, but we uh, we crushed the two-hour time. Didn't Weren't we recording at one time where we couldn't go over two hours? That was... Wasn't that... With, for youtube like twitch or something yeah it was a youtube uh and then we got um i don't know not affiliated but we got uh we were allowed we did something to get allow us to go over bat yeah so yeah i remember that sweating that uh two hour mark oh we got to finish up start talking fast <laughs> Yeah, how many times I was like chatting, shut up, shut up, wrap it up, yeah. wrap it up, 158, 159. Don't be a clock watcher. Roll the music. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we don't have that limit. I, what, what's, actually, we do have a limit. It's like a six-hour limit now. But uh, yeah, No, be two hours is good. It. That's about all my butt can yeah. do here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so all right, folks. Uh my name is Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all on the next show next week. I'm Mark A.K. Wingman 709, taking off.